Looks like we're getting Facebook on and YouTube. Here we go. Welcome, you guys. Monday night. We're just hanging out. Actually about to have some dinner and wanted to just come together and just have a conversation about unity and family community. Um, and so if you, um, if you want to just you know stick around for just a little bit, um, would love uh, for you to, to hear this. Um, but also, I just want to mention just a couple of things before we get into it. Um, we are about to have a four-week worship, prayer, and leadership intensive. We're all going to be a part of it. We're so pumped um, through United Rescue Alliance called Here I Am. Applications are due tomorrow. Uh, it's geared for intercessors and singers and musicians. Um, and just people who want to just grow in leadership as family. Go into a little bit more details uh, at the end. I just wanted to just plant that seed now. Uh, we were actually starting on Saturday, this Saturday, July 10th through August 8th. So without further ado, unity and family community. This is such like a hot topic, not because it's trending, but because sometimes you get burned. <laughs> And sometimes you're like, oh, I didn't think I had that part in my heart, or I didn't realize that that was going to hit me that way, or man, I'm actually offended at this person, or like, I've not talked with them about it. So Taylor, I'd love for you to just kind of share just your heart for unity and what that looks like with family and community. Yeah. Um, it's so true. What do you say? Like, it's so easy to pick up offense. It's so easy to even not realize like the seeds of offense that are in your heart. Um, even to be running with a ministry like myself, like running with a ministry claims and, mm. and does like passionately pursues community and, and declares unity and is pursuing that only to realize mm. like the Lord reveals places in your own heart where you've not fought for mm. unity in the church. Right. And you've let like offense come in and kind of inhibit you from, really fighting for that and really just wrestling with it and kind of bearing your own heart and dying to yourself mm. so much that you're just like this is this is it and you know it's it's so important to me like it's it's pivotal like yeah. us becoming one yeah just as the trinity is one like yeah. you get this picture of like every time i lead worship i get this picture of Holy Spirit, God, and Jesus kind of setting, like huddling in this prayer circle. And mm. and when I come into their presence, they're like, hey, yeah, come in. Hey, you oh, too. Yeah. And as a worship leader, I get the opportunity and honestly, the, the, on, the honor and the blessing to invite mm. others, people into that huddle. But lately, it's just, there's just been this realization of like the refining, even the hard places yeah. are not just for me to experience in that huddle. Yeah. I have to fight for other people to experience that mm -hmm. and be vulnerable in that. It's mm -hmm. my vulnerability in the hard places and the wrestling with those offenses yep. and my honesty in that that will help refine my community, will help refine my family as a whole. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it starts within our immediate, like, oh, yeah. spouses or right. family and then our 
friends and then you know just the our life groups exactly the influence of that is it just kind of trickles it snowballs Mm -hmm. but realizing that i have to i have to let you into my pain i have to let you into my offense i have Mm -hmm. to be willing to like give that up long enough to know you're worth fighting for Mm -hmm. having Mm -hmm. that experience with the trinity yeah Mm -hmm. stepping in and us being molded together is what jesus died for yeah so like a a couple was it a month or two ago we were just like monday afternoon we were in beltway south campus chapel and just Mm -hmm. like here we are again god open up the bible what's on our hearts what are you saying right now Mm -hmm. and what flowed out of that i was just like (laughs) i can't believe that just came out because it was like an hour of just pressing in for just unity in the city and like what are the common denominators that we need to be like reaching for and loving the fact that like we are the bride uh loves makes us strong as laura hackett park added onto that um onto that song i love it amazing um and i mean that was just like an overflow that was like like that moment i can't remember if we recorded or not we're not, not afraid of that. Well, we're getting better at it. <laughs> we're, okay. getting better. we're getting better at it. Jesus we're getting Lord. better at it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you remember any of those lyrics by chance? Um, or you, even we were at uh, Tim Matthews Church a, like a couple weeks yeah. ago. So, I mean, honestly. It's like explosive. Even those two moments, it's definitely, it's definitely out of the overflow for me from one encounter that I had at a small worship gathering. It's like a prophetic conference. Mm-hmm. And just the Lord encountered my heart. We started singing, um, you are worthy of it all. Mm-hmm. We just began, we were just going to start with chorus, you know, just focus on you're worthy of it all. Yeah. You're worthy of it all. But down to the last kind of second, I just jumped right into the first verse. Mm-hmm. All the saints and angels bow before your throne. Um, yeah. All the elders cast their crowns before the Lamb of God and sing. Mm-hmm. And the Lord just gave me a picture of every person in that room wrestling for a moment but then taking in his glory and going whatever yeah and just throwing themselves down right at the feet yeah and just willingly laying down and then everyone became this liquid puddle of gold ah. before the throne reflecting the glory Amazing. like the glory became magnified in the space it was mm. literally brighter and just it was so bright you needed sunglasses and then you needed like an extra pair of sunglasses like it was just it just became immensely bright and Mm. and then the next image that i got was myself in a melting pot as a gold nugget and i threw myself in just like everyone threw themselves in before the throne i threw myself Mm. in and then there was something missing Mm. me just in this melting pot by myself being refined I was acknowledging like there is more to be had here. There's more to be shared in this experience. And I need the other person next to me. Mm -hmm. I need that lady over there who I've never known and never met. I need her right here with me in this pot. Right. Being refined by the glory together. Mm -hmm. And just this feeling of desperation and longing for her presence for each of their presence in that place 
mm-hmm. caused me to see like and I also was such a a revelation of the love of Jesus like his love was not just for me so often I look at yeah. finding is like <laughs> you know I'm gonna go in my little prayer closet and I'm gonna experience the Lord in these hard places in my heart and he's gonna come in and he's gonna sift and he's gonna redefine things and he's going to refine my heart but you know what comes out of it is what everyone sees you know this Mm, refined person is what everyone experiences Mm. and what the lord showed me in that moment was that the refining is community Mm -hmm. the refining and then that place of seeking and searching our hearts is actually done with one another with the lord right and an encouragement with one another and we need that desperately like our offering to the lord becomes doubly magnified when we come in together mm-hmm. with hearts that are just pure and longing to be purified together yeah um and just this idea of like i need your presence i need you sister i need you brother mm-hmm. with me i'm gonna fight for you to get the inheritance that jesus Right. That Jesus paid for, for you to experience unity mm-hmm. with the Father, unity with the Spirit, unity with the Son. Yep. And we get to do that together. Right. Like our common unity yeah. is family. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. And once we're melted and melded together, like there is no separating. Yeah. There isn't. You can't yeah. you can't divide one person from another. And just the fact that like this is Jesus's entire hmm. model, entire right. yeah. like goal and dream for the gospel. Like we try to come up with so many ideas, right? Like just w- whatever it is, a model, a, a new, tactic, a or new you know service, or a new like right. program, or a new discipleship group, like whatever it looks like. To kind of idea of like how do we disciple people and how do we move this forward but literally jesus is like if you guys would just like get on the same page but not even get on the same page like the scripture literally says that like proof of having the spirit is unity Mm -hmm. it's a direct result of having the holy spirit in us which honestly to me makes me tremble sure because in what areas do i not allow the holy spirit Mm -hmm. to function in my life yeah i can identify them when there's a lack of unity right and honestly, that causes a lot of, like, repentance. Yeah, And a absolutely. lot of just fear of the Lord, but also just like, okay, you know, if I am not operating in this place, I'm not operating with the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and you do have to question, like, do I have the Holy Spirit mm. if I don't see the fruit of unity yeah. in my life, in my ministry? Wow. And it's so true. Important. So how do you bring in like the first Corinthians 12 and 13 and 14 lens? Yeah. Um, So first Corinthians 12 and 14 kind of talk about um, basically the giftings, but also the body um, and how we all as a body are raised up into the head that is Christ. And that's what the unification is. That's the process of unification is we're being raised up into the head, which is Christ, which is that oneness that Mm -hmm. you were talking about. But 1 Corinthians 13 is what interests me because um, 1 Corinthians 13 talks about the way of love. Yep. Now, why in the world would 1 Corinthians 13 <laughs> be right in the middle of 1 Corinthians 12 and 14? It's a sandwich about it's a unity. Sandwich. It's a sandwich of unity <laughs> with love at the middle. That's right. 
there's a reason that love is at the center yeah. of um, of those three chapters. Mm-hmm. It's because the Lord is calling us to press into the spirit of love and the spirit of truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the unification comes from is through love. Oh yeah. And as we see like in Acts 2, Acts 1, 2, and 4, it's Acts 1, men and women of prayer who led to the Acts 2 community, mm-hmm. which led to the Acts 4 revival at Pentecost. Right. Which um, again- Can you sure. break that down just a little bit? Just say it. Yeah. Like, I love how you just like, yeah. like but like- Of course. Like help people understand <laughs> this is how we got to Acts 4. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Acts 1, men and women of prayer, that's how yes. it started. Right. Um, was people who were faithful disciples of Jesus coming together and desiring to press into prayer and fasting. Right. And then that led to the Acts 2 community, mm-hmm. which we started to see the spiritual multiplication happen of the churches because of people like Paul, people like Peter, right. people like um, the, any of the disciples who were missionaries who were sharing the gospel across that region. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see the Acts 4. But but even before then, you've got people eating together, yeah. being devoted yes, to prayer, exactly. the apostles teaching. Exactly. So many things. Yeah, no. Yeah. And then Acts 4, um, revival. Yeah, it started exactly. with men and women who are faithful in prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. And that's where the gift of community comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just truly believe that there will never be a move of God that didn't first start with men and women who are faithful in prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. I just truly believe that. And I believe that that's where community comes in, is us choosing to be together. And I think we talk so often about COVID and about the snow apocalypse and how, right. um, honestly, how terrible they were, <laughs> which is the truth. Like there were a sure. lot of negatives in those um, in those circumstances that we walked through. But I've never seen the church body come together as oh, much man. as it did. So beautiful. It was the most beautiful thing. I mean, yeah. um, I go to Beltway, so I'm just going to use Beltway as an example. During the snow apocalypse. Um, they operated as a Red Cross and opened the church building north and south to hundreds of homeless people, but also college students as mm-hmm. well. Yep. Um, like some of my peers were actually um, staying the night in North Campus. Right. And so I just, and, and they were, even Beltway Coffee was giving out all of their supplies sure. to everyone as much stuff as they could get out. And there were cots being delivered by the U S um, national Marines guard. And... National guard. <laughs> Chelsea was like, uh, was my crazy. wife was like in charge of <laughs> receiving some of this stuff. She's yes. like, Oh, we're supposed to be the hands to bring the cots exactly. in. We're supposed to be the one, like, I thought you were going to go do that. And the government's like, Oh, here's some resources. Here's You're some... in charge. Yeah. Like, Whoa. Yeah. This is so <laughs> accurate. Yeah. Suddenly, uh, I don't know. I just, we saw church and state operating together yeah. and that was beautiful. And there were multiple uh, churches that were operating. I think even the well, yeah. uh, Highland, Highland. Um, there was uh, a, a Broadview Baptist. There are probably others that maybe people didn't get press about. Mm-hmm. And it was so beautiful yeah. to see um, even businesses yeah. just, I mean, I saw Chick-fil-A, you know, Brian, you know, just was making sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, like, well, this is all going to go to waste. Like, we could, let's just use it. Let's go for it. And just that the collaboration. HTO, was, like, donated gallons of tea, which was delicious. Yeah. Excellent. It's amazing, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but, there's, but there's a real need. And seeing people come together for the same cause is amazing. Yeah. Cool. And let's back that up even more to COVID. Yeah. 
Um, and the first thing I started hearing that was just powerful, I mean, people were calling me, telling me about transformations that were happening mm -hmm. in their family, because suddenly, I, I think Americans are so caught up in that um, culture of like, we got to do this now, we got to do this now, right. All, everything's fast paced. And so the family mindset was lost because mm. there was no longer a prioritization of like coming together, sitting at a table together, eating dinner. Yeah. Um, there wasn't a prioritization of, you know, going to your kids games or sure. um, just making family first. It was, mm -hmm. it was hard for so many parents and also so many children as well yeah. um, to put that phone away and to be intentional. Yep. And I think what we saw during the COVID season was yes, a lot of boredom, but also like, well, what can I do with this free time? All this yep. free time I have now I can bring it before family and yep. I can sit with family because I know that we're all going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. So let's take that in a macro scale. So that's a micro scale. Let's take yep. that. Let's zoom out a little bit. That's the church. That right. is what should be happening in the church. And I honestly believe that that's what we're starting to see. I think that this was phase one, um, mm -hmm. like the Lord really yeah. unifying um, unifying the church yeah. is, man, we, we need to start being willing to gather together yep. to help those who are in need, mm -hmm. to help those who we're called to have a charitable spirit, to be operating in hospitality. Mm -hmm. That's what we're called to do. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's why I think we saw a lot of, yeah. So I thought it was beautiful just because of the, the worlds and just that I was in at that point to see how people pivoted so quickly yeah. and they were like you know what we've got to love even though we're not in physical you know uh space mm. we, like and you would just have multiple companies multiple ministries would come together and go you know what At, right now we really need to pray we need to be yeah. in unity and, yeah. and we've got the common unity of family we're talking to the same father you know <laughs> and it was just it was beautiful to see that response yeah. um so one question i'd love for us to explore is like what does it look like in abilene to um you know we're, yes you know we're going to go through four weeks of pressing mm -hmm. in for worship and prayer and leadership and serving in, in different capacities but even beyond, you know, the intensive, like what, what sort of ways do y'all see that are practical ways to come together um, in unity, like with worship, prayer, service, and just leading yourself personally, and then those around you? I would honestly say the first step is small, but also significant, extremely significant, like for me personally, I would consider the discipline of having prayer time and also just extended times of prayer mm -hmm. privately, mm -hmm. where I'm not necessarily praying for myself, but I'm praying for the communities around me mm -hmm. and really just desiring to hear the Lord's voice for them. Yep. Not even what I, I perceive as like, this is what this community needs, mm -hmm. but like, Lord, what is it that you desire for them? What are, thoughts, what are you yeah. speaking mm -hmm. over them? You know, what is the song, like, what is the song that you sing over them? And just hearing the Lord's heart for people um, and just, like, waiting on the Lord for those things. Mm -hmm. Just as you wait for answers for yourself, yeah. waiting on the Lord for a response for other people. Mm -hmm. And just sowing in faith 
prayer for them. Um, being able to see the Lord move in that way stirs your heart and you, you feel like you have a even an ownership or like responsibility, but there's a connection mm-hmm. that your heart makes, that your spirit makes to that community. Mm-hmm. And immediately your response to their positive outcome, like their right. praise report is mm-hmm. joy, it's honor, it's even more blessing, it's even more desire to partner with the Lord. And I find that in those in those moments where we do just come into, Lord, how can I partner with you for this group or for mm-hmm. this person or for this church or organization, what have you, just in those private prayer times, starting there. Like if you mm-hmm. don't have a community around you where you're like, hey, let's, let's dive in and let's pray for these people. Mm-hmm. I'd encourage you to do that. But personally, start yeah. there mm-hmm. and just desire a, a rich prayer life where the Lord inspires prayer. Mm-hmm. And partners with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me like of a little bit of what I said earlier about we just came together. It was another Monday, two p.m., yeah. and it was just like here we are, Lord. Like just that that positioning of going. This this is yes we uh, and what you're emphasizing is a personal mm-hmm. application of that, and then going man, where two or three are gathered, mm-hmm. I'm there, and. And I, I honestly, I've loved those times, mm-hmm. whether it was Monday afternoons or Friday mornings at Camp Barkley, like yeah. just those, the mm-hmm. simplicity of going, the agenda is hearing your voice, agreeing with your heart, um, mm-hmm. dialoguing in prayer. Mm-hmm. And that's something that like, honestly, we, it, it isn't quite modeled in a lot of corporate environments. Right. And so that's something that you have to learn from people who yeah. do it um, often. And mm-hmm. and then, you know, you get together with your small group, you get together with an even smaller group and, you know, um, and you're just there for the agenda of what is Jesus saying right now? And yeah. how can I be led by the spirit right yeah. now? And Father, what are you singing? As you yeah. said, you know, Zephaniah 3, 17. It's actually says singing loudly over them. Mm-hmm. So. Hear it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Amen. It's interesting. Like God's in the still small voice and yeah. yet he's in the loud singing. Yeah. <laughs> Claire, what would you say? I mean, you, you just graduated from ACU yeah. and like there's life and transition and different things happening, but like. Yeah what would you say is just vital? Um, so go ahead. Yeah. Vital to, um, like my season specifically. Yeah, and the for sure. Personally. Yeah. Um, so I would say what has been vital for me is just going back to my first love, mm-hmm. um, and laying it all before, uh, Jesus because, yep. Oh, college is so easy to get caught up. Um, even, even me, like I, my last four years of college were all ministry. Mm-hmm. It was all like going hard for Jesus, going hard for the gospel. Um, because I was involved in a lot of different ministerial yeah. places and in positions and, um, those things were awesome, but it just became about the do. It became about what mm. I can do, um, to please man and to please God. Yeah. Um, and honestly, there were so many times I put the opinion of man over the opinion of the Lord. Galatians mm. one ten says right. we must put the opinion of God over the opinion of man mm. always. 
And so I, um, I just really believe that um, right now this season is me just going back to that first love and that first commandment, which says, love the Lord your God right. with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then love your neighbor as yourself. Right. That's the second commandment. But I think you can't do you can't do the second without the <laughs> yeah, first. You can't. Yeah. I think oftentimes I um, misplace the position of the two. And it becomes love your neighbor before mm. loving the Lord, which is really, really sweet um, and yeah. can be fruitful. But if you don't have the approval of the Father, first oh, yeah. and foremost, it's all going to be meaningless. Mm. What is uh, Ecclesiastes? Ecclesiastes. Yeah, talk exactly. About? It's all in vain. <laughs> it's all vanity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I think learning a lot about that in this season has been huge. Every single day, what you were talking about earlier, dying to my flesh mm-hmm. every single day. I think we often forget that dying to ourselves is going to be a daily act of surrender. Yeah. It's not a one time. It's not, no. oh, I accepted Jesus into my heart. Now I get to go and live However just fully surrendered. You know, that's not reality. We have a, a real enemy, a real, um, real sin that we're struggling mm. through every single day. And so we, 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 we had to tell, I mean, our seven year old daughter is like interested yeah. in baptized and we're like, okay, we actually need to talk. I literally said, we need to talk about what surrender looks like yeah. every day. And choosing to follow Jesus with the power of the Holy Spirit. And she was like, what? You know, and I'm like, okay, you know, and I love baptism classes and everything. But I'm like, I, I want to make sure that this is understand uh, understood. And if it's not the right time, it's not the right time. Like, we'll, we can wait yeah. to really understand what the commitment looks like. Yeah, so true. So true. Couldn't agree more. And I, even in Revelations, it talks about, how um, like our soul, our spirit is what is going to return to heaven, right. our, our flesh, everything yeah. of this world has to die, like everything in this world. Um, so our flesh, like the world, like everything has to die. Mm-hmm. And that like daily choice of like, I'm going to choose my spirit mm-hmm. over, over my body right. is what is so important. We're called to take care of ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but also like that daily choice of like, Lord, I'm going to choose you first mm-hmm. because um, I think we live in a world that says that, that the physical it's, it's almost like a, a physical reality. We think that we live in like this, in a physical body and a spiritual reality. Right. But instead, it's a spiritual body yeah. living, living in a physical reality. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the truth. But. That's so good. Yeah, earlier I was talking on the phone with someone who's 16. You know, they're in high school, mm-hmm. and he's like, man, I really want to get, you know, I really want to spend my time and energy into worship. And I know the guitar and all that stuff, and we were talking about all these different things and mm-hmm. kind of his journey a little bit. And then I just asked, you know, um, <clears throat> one of the one of the things that is like a requirement is to read Jeremy Riddle's uh, reset book. And guys, I don't like I do would love for you to do the intensive. But even if you don't like read, listen to Jeremy Riddle on his book, Reset. <laughs> it is incredible. I've listened to it on Audible because it's the difference between like reading a transcript from like David McQueen versus like hearing him like yeah. with passion and gusto, you know, going after it. And, um, and a, a big dynamic that, um, that Jeremy talks about is just returning back to 
the holiness, chasing righteousness. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the pursuit of, at, in the end of the, at the end of the day, everything's meaningless in the worship industry, which ugh, I hate that two words together. You know, if, if our hearts are not, mm-hmm. you know, pressed in and, and aligned and we're beholding Jesus. And, yeah. and so I would just love to finish out just answering the question of what does it look like to, to chase after righteousness? And pursuing holiness mm. and purity. Mm. How would you answer that? Evan? I would love to. So one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite scriptures, uh, specifically in the Passion Translation, is uh, Proverbs twenty-one, and it talks about the lovers of God who chase after righteousness will find all their dreams come true. An abundant life drenched with favor and a fountain that overflows with satisfaction. Um, it's in between a couple of other verses that you got to read. Um, it's beautiful. But the point is, is that just what you were saying, it's first, uh, first commandment, loving God, the lovers of God who are chasing after righteousness. It looks like reaching for what are the aspects of God that are mysteries. Mm. And it's the... Um, it's 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 searching out you know it's it's the uh, i'm gonna mess up the scripture I, proverbs I, 25 too. yes would you say it yeah it glory. is the glory of god to conceal things from us but it is the glory of kings to seek them out seek it out so mm-hmm. that that seeking is going i don't understand all the mysteries yeah. i'm gonna sit here and inquire the lord psalm 27 yeah. like i'm just gonna inquire meaning i'm gonna pray i'm gonna ask him what do you say about this? What does this scripture mean? Yeah. Is there anything else that I need to know right now? Or what do you want to reveal about who you are? Yeah. And just the sitting and the waiting and the receiving with your Bible open just is a, such a culture shift mm-hmm. personally in your own home with your friends when you're doing it with, with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And, and, you know, we have to have to be those that are seeking after the spirit mm-hmm. with our Bibles open, with the truth open and, and saying, we've got to do this mm-hmm. together. It's actually made to be together. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think part of that, like Taylor was saying earlier, is committing time mm-hmm. for personal and collective prayer. Mm-hmm. And before we move into, you know, before we move into action that we're slow to speak or slow yeah. to get angry, you know, yeah. we're slow mm-hmm. to just advance our own plans. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so seeking out those who are righteous, mm-hmm. that you see the fruit of righteousness in their own life. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You are seeing the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And you go, I need to learn from you. I, mm-hmm. And you could be, I could be looking at you, mm-hmm. you know, being 10 years younger than me going, you have this aspect and I'm going to place myself in humility to say, can you share with me how you got this type of fruit? Because in order to get the fruit, there had to be pruning, there had to be, you know, 
trials and, and testing that happened mm-hmm. to weather the storms for the fruit to be ready. Mm-hmm. And so just going after um, personally and then and doing it with a group and then also finding those, like who are those one-on-one mentors yeah. that you're like, you see the fruit, it's good fruit and you want that in mm-hmm. your life. Um, and, and, you know, most likely joyfully, they will yeah. be like, return back to Jesus. Here's, yeah. here's what happened in my own life yeah. and how I got here. And this, this isn't going to be a quick fix. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't going to be instant fruit. Like this isn't going to be a microwave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and those people who will walk with you as you are producing that fruit in your life. Mm. I think, you know, you're kind of, you're hitting the nail on the head, but also like righteousness, like pursue, in a really practical sense, pursuing righteousness for me, and especially lately in the season I've been in where, you know, I could have easily aligned with my flesh in so mm-hmm. many places, mm-hmm. picked up a fence towards the church, which is mm-hmm. the bride. Yeah. Honestly, for Zach, just as a yeah. mother, just yep. to think about like, this is the path that I was going on, which mm-hmm. was picking up an offense that would turn my heart against the things that Jesus died to save. Right. Yep. And becoming mm-hmm. content in that place and also wanting more ammo mm. to fire at and, you know, build up this dam in my heart mm. um, against it. Instead of that, seeking out voices and friends yeah. and relationships with people who identify with where I was mm-hmm. but are, I've ha- have also fought for the opposite yeah. mm-hmm. who are actively fighting for it mm-hmm. so for me like seeking after righteousness is identifying that sin that hurt that hang up that mm-hmm. oppression or whatever it is in your heart that the Holy Spirit will call to your attention oh yeah absolutely I will <laughs> but when that conviction comes going okay deal with it Mm-hmm. I confess this. I bring this before people. Right. I bring this before family. Mm-hmm. I bring this before people in a vulnerable way in which I'm not even ready for, but it's been brought up in my heart mm. and I'm going to confess it yeah. and I'm going to pursue the Lord's truth even if I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Like, even if I don't feel like it. Even if I would rather go the other direction and pick up more ammo to hurl, mm. I'm going to lay down my arms and go what is it that you're saying yeah. actually mm-hmm. and identifying sin in our heart and going, I am not comfortable with this. I'm not okay with this. I'm not going to hang on to this mm. so that I can figure things out. I'm going to fight for righteousness. Yeah. I'm going to lay this down first mm-hmm. and not be comfortable in my sin, but go after it. And it's to me, it's, it's reminding me of uh, revelation three. Yes. 22 you know it's it's that entire chapter honestly but when (laughs) when the lord is like those whom i love i discipline yeah and just the sweetness of knowing like Mm. it's in the tenderness of the lord that we get to bring those things to him Mm -hmm. and be disciplined Mm. and in that like it's the response of our Yes, Lord, you can come in. Yes, it's it's him being at the door of our heart and knocking and us going, I want you to come in. Yeah. And he will respond with, hey, 
you know, the Holy Spirit will respond with mm-hmm. pain. There's places in your heart yeah. that, you know, are not, they're, they're what I died for yeah. to redeem. They're what I died for to restore mm-hmm. and change in your life. So let's work on this. And then you have to go, okay, yeah. I surrender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the pursuit of righteousness. It's just that process of letting things come up and letting them be Jesus and not yeah. just becoming passive or, mm. you know, apathetic or, or apathetic. Yeah. Apathetic whatever. Man. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. It's good. So good. I think being righteous is being completely countercultural. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yep. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven yeah. and all these things will be added unto you. Yeah. So we have to seek first God. Mm-hmm. And man, I have seen the fruit in my own life, and I know that you mm-hmm. guys have seen the fruit in y'all's lives of what happens when we choose to seek first the Father. Mm-hmm. Man, um, I've seen it so, so much, and just the favor that the Lord bestows upon you. Um, it's just so, so, so awesome. So yeah. I believe that's really simply what, what righteousness and holiness mm-hmm. looks like. And also, the angels didn't cry, love, 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 or, ah! or didn't cry, <laughs> so true. didn't cry, you know, what, whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever you're thinking of, whatever yeah. word comes yeah. to mind, they didn't even cry, peace, 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 or justice, yeah. justice, justice. Yeah, in Revelation 4, yeah. They cried, holy, holy, holy. Yeah. So, yeah. You want to get close to the heart of the Father. We have to learn holiness. We have to learn mm-hmm. righteousness. So be holy as I am holy. And like when you you read about the same Jesus in Daniel nine as you do Revelation one, you know you go, oh, his eyes are like flames of fire. And yeah, um, something that we'll we will dive into is like, well, why are his eyes like flames of fire? Yeah, and yet. Father sits on a throne yeah. of fire. Wow. And streams of fire come out of the front. Mm-hmm. So later on, Daniel, it'll, it's mind blowing. And it, help, it helps you understand, like you were saying, not, every, not just everything has to die, but everything will burn. Everything will. And when you yeah. have a song like Refiner's Fire, My Heart's One Desire is to be holy, like, yeah. <laughs> you're, th- you mm-hmm. will get burned. Yeah. And and it is a hot topic. That's mm-hmm. like what we started off with. You know, like you will yeah. get burned because it is hot. And mm-hmm. the impurities yeah. will get burned out. Yeah. And there's countless times mm-hmm. all throughout the Bible, um, Old Testament, New mm-hmm. Testament of that. So um, one thing that you touched on in Revelation 3, Taylor, is one example. There's another example of Jesus saying, here I am, mm-hmm. um, in Isaiah 58. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, I think, who have been seeing this or looking at here I am, they're like, send me, you know, Isaiah 6. They're thinking of maybe Samuel or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, other prophets saying, here I am, God, you know, mm-hmm. use me, which is which is true. And we want, you know, for the next four weeks as we dive in together, like we want to say, Let's deal with those things that are that need to be burned out, that need to be course corrected, mm-hmm. need, need to be realigned. Yeah. 
And yet we're also going to be studying, well, what are the things where Jesus shows up and he says, here I am. And those are the things that, you know, there's just going to be that tension and there's going to be, you know, the need to like, I am going to devote this next four weeks and, you know, totally understand there will be people that will only be able to come for, you know, two or three weeks or even one week. Um, and so we, we want to make it available for people because we've got speakers all from Abilene and from out of town. We've got Brenton Dowdy coming and Patricia Bootsma from Catch the Fire. Uh, Brenton is from Abilene, which is awesome. Uh, we've got some more uh, friends from Kansas City who are coming. Um, some surprise guests uh, that aren't listed. But the, the point is, is that we're going to be... Um, want to make sure this is clear we're starting this saturday july 10th um applications are due tomorrow uh which is tuesday july 6th so if you know of anyone who um this is like a singer musician an intercessor someone who's like a media techie like they love cameras they love you know video whatever social media visual artists um who desire to grow in leadership as family so so, you know, the vision is for you to be activated to respond in any kind of mission critical situation, which that's like, what do you mean by that? Serving our community. It looks like worship and prayer team. This isn't, this won't be like a music camp or a music school, but it will be about how do we deploy worship and prayer teams throughout the city uh, and then creating opportunities for sustainable leaders, which looks like giving younger people the opportunity who haven't had the mic to be able to go, Hey, step up and here's opportunity. And there's going to be grace to say the wrong thing. There's going to be grace to, uh, but, but also just to know that this has to be easily duplicated. Um, whether we're going into a nonprofit or to a church or to a business and we're, bringing God's presence with worship, with prayer, with service. Mm. It's going to look different wherever we go. And it's not going to look like 15 people in a fog machine, you know, every time, probably no times, but yeah. <laughs> it'll look different. Yeah. Um, and so that we know that, man, when this is over, wow, I can go to a park. I can go to this place mm -hmm. and uh, I can go to that place. And, and so, just so you guys know, Monday through Thursday is like training in the morning. We'll have worship and prayer. Actually, Taylor's our, our worship director uh, putting together all the teams uh, for that. Even if it's two people, uh, we will start the day with prayer and worship um, and have training. So we have a different teacher literally every day, different backgrounds. And, and like we're talking about, it's like grabbing the gold and like, what are the aspects that you see? Like we're all around the throne and yet we all have different perspectives of the father on the throne with Jesus at the right hand. You know, it's like, how do you see him from your, oh, way over there. Like you, we're not, you still see the rainbow. Okay. You still, you know, like you still see the throne right there, but what's your perspective? So that's the reason why we're having multiple teachers. Um, we'll break for lunch and then in the afternoon we'll activate teams to go to different places. Like I told you, um, Friday will be a day of rest in the morning In the evenings. We'll do a few different things. It may look like Beltway's freedom weekend. 
which is going to be awesome. Uh, a messianic uh, Jewish service, uh, weekend of worship, which we'll talk about later. Um, and so definitely want to give you space uh, on Friday. I know something else I just want to mention too is like, I know even you, Claire, like you're going to be working in the evenings. Yeah. And so that, that'll just be a dynamic that like after five and we're, we've processed as a team kind of what, what that was like at the different locations, you're going to go and work at front porch, yeah. you know? And so just want to make sure that that's totally reasonable. Um, but on Saturdays, we're going to do worship and prayer with outreach. Um, we're going to go to neighborhoods and, uh, apartment complex and just love on kids. Uh, that waste freedom weekend. We'll do a tent revival. Um, we'll be doing something special during the weekend of worship, which we'll talk about later. Uh, and then Sunday during the day is there's going to be, you know, opportunities for rest. Um, mostly Sundays are just going to be completely off, um, except for, uh, the last, the last weekend. Um, we're making it very, very affordable at only $325. We have a total work program available for people who need, uh, to be able to work off $325. It's basically 13 hours at 20, uh, 25 hours at $13 per hour to help set up, do some of the practical things that we need, um, uh, to do. And so, uh, if that's something that you want, when you're feeling your, your once you fill up the application, um, then, you know, just let us know, uh, before we get started on Saturday, again, applications are due on, on Tuesday. So check out the link in, uh, below the process is that you'll need to do just like a quick phone interview. So like even today, I just talked with, you know, a 16 year old, just, you know, really about 30 minutes. Um, but the point is we just want to get to know who you are before, uh, we send the application. And then uh, there's kind of like a just in-depth, uh, you know, knowing more about who you are, your spiritual history, that sort of thing. And so that is what is due tomorrow, Tuesday, July 6th, which is my wife's birthday. And we're celebrating tonight. So we're going to go have dinner right after this. <laughs> down there. So um, without further ado, I just want to say thank you, Taylor. Thank you, Claire, for um, just the conversation about unity, family, community. Um, I'm excited just to dive in for the next four weeks mm-hmm. and, you know, the different capacities that we can just embrace and that we can consecrate the time and go, we value this and we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just excited to do it with you guys. Yep. So, well, if you have any questions, just kind of reach out. And other than that, love you guys. And we'll see you later. Thank you.